Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out. HashtagBasketball.com and Draft.com, my favorite way of playing daily fantasy sports. You don't have to figure out who's starting and if they might play 12 minutes, but tonight play 26 and be the key to you winning. No, screw all that. Throw all that out. All you have to do is draft against other people in a mock snake draft every single night, and you'll get a team full of really good players. And if you know what you're doing, you'll probably win. It's draft.com. It's it's a it's a much better way of playing daily fantasy. It's my favorite way of playing. And if you use the promo code HTB, which stands for hashtag basketball, you will get a free entry to your first draft. Go download draft.com today. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and join me as always is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael. I don't know. It's been an interesting week for me. Not a great one, I would say. I've been a little sick. I think that that dark so the, northeast weather has been getting me down. So, so I don't weather, know. Man. Just... The weather's getting worse. People are getting the flu. I, I know multiple people with the flu right now. Not the best time to get the flu because you know either A, you might have some holidays coming up. You might go see your family. And if you don't have the flu now, you're definitely going to have the flu after that. But it's a very, very good excuse when you do get sick around this time of the year to be like, oh, man, I can't. Can't go into work, bro. I gotta uh, just stay at home and lay and watch basketball. And you can watch basketball basically every day for the rest of the year and just fake sick. That's my advice for everybody else. I feel like you only got like two more weeks left that you got to fake sick, anyways, right? And then you're off. Well, not even two weeks. You're off for Christmas. I feel like it's good. Just waste it off through the new year. Could be. Right. Could be a good strategy. My uh, Christmas present to myself every year is to sit around and watch basketball for what, like 14 hours. How long is that day? Oh man. Noon all the way till the last game starts at 10 30. So what? One o'clock on the East. So 13 hours. Yeah. 14, 14 hours. That is my Christmas gift to myself every year. I just ditch out on my other responsibilities. I don't recommend that to everybody. Like, you know, if you, if you like are kind of a scumbag, you can get away with it. And like, you know, I get away with it. But everybody else, I don't know if I would recommend it, but like I'm telling you, it is it is a beautiful thing to be at home by yourself, nobody around, nothing to do but watch basketball for 14 hours. No comment. I mean, I just I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I feel like it is a great day, but at the same time, I don't know. I always feel like I miss one game. Like every year, I just one game slips past me, and I just don't catch hardly any of it. Yeah. Um. Oh, Tyler, it's week eight, and I feel like some names have come out of the woodwork here in the, in, in the last week or so even uh, that we have to talk about. And, and, and some of these guys are going to be available on your waiver wires. So these are probably the more interesting. We're not just going to look at the percentage and say, like, oh, I'll take that guy or not take that guy. You know, we we talked about Joe Ingles recently. He's rostered in 61% of leagues. He's going to be good while Connolly's gone, and then he's, you know, going to fall back off. That I think people can figure that out. But there's some new names on this list that 
I guess I need, I, I personally need to maybe finally have an opinion about these guys. And you've been saving it for years. Yeah. Like maybe I, even I've been, I've been just negligent is the, is probably the word you're looking for. These guys are shooting lights out. Like these, these dudes are basically probably winning a lot of weeks here on the, on the side for a lot of people. And the number one guy on that list who in the last couple weeks is a top 10 player averaging over five made three pointers a game, which is pretty absurd. Davis Bertrands for the Washington Wizards is wait, 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 wait. Say it again. Davis Bertrands. Wait, there's no second R. What? Davis Bertans. Damn it. Ah Vis Bertans. I'm gonna call him Davis Bertrands. That's what I'm gonna call him. <laughs> Davis Bertrands. Dude, Davis his Bertrand. his nickname, you ready for this? The basketball reference nickname is great. The Latvian Laser. That's a very good name. I I would want to be the Latvian Laser. I mean, that's a sick nickname. Yeah, that nickname gets you laid. Like, that is a very nice nickname. That is a cool nickname. And Davis. I I didn't know you are so international, Tyler, calling him Davis. Where I'm from is just Davis. But this guy... (laughs) On the season, right? On the season, is 34th overall. Now, granted, that's a little bit boosted by his incredible play of late, but he's averaging four three-pointers a game. This is like the opposite of Mike Connolly. Like, Mike Connolly can't hit a shot, and this dude is just hitting, like, six threes a game. Like, it's, it's absolutely incredible. He's um rostered, I believe, in about 70 Three percent of leagues, that's still not a hundred, which is shocking. He's rostered in every single league I'm in. What am I supposed to make of Davies? What am I supposed to make of his playing time? What am I supposed to make of this hot streak? And just as a fantasy player overall, like this has gotta be his peak, right? I I would guess. He's 27 years old. Like guys like this don't come out of the woodwork very often. And just Overall, like he doesn't get you a steal, he doesn't get you a block, he only gets you one assist. So he is carrying you with his shooting right now. And players get hot. Like this is known to happen. So, Tyler, I need I need your help understanding what's this guy gonna be for the rest of the year? What am I looking at right now? What is he gonna be for the rest of the year? Well, I think you and I talked about this way back at the beginning of the year that this Wizards team needed somebody to score. And that's kind of why we, we liked Isaiah Thomas a little bit more than other people is it was like, you know, what can Isaiah Thomas do? He can get a bucket. Right. And these, these guys definitely need people that can score because they just didn't have a ton of, you know, NBA quality talent behind Bradley Beal with John Wall, you know, out for the season probably. And so I think Bertans is getting a few more shots, right? Because they need someone to score and Isaiah Thomas has been out. He's a good three point shooter and maybe even, an elite three-point shooter, but he's not going to shoot 46.5% for the season. And that's what he's doing right now. So there's definitely some regression in order. But at the same time, like, would it surprise me if this guy hit, like, three threes a game the rest of the way or maybe even three and a half threes a game the rest of the way? It wouldn't shock me just because the Wizards need somebody to shoot the ball. And when it's not Bradley Beal, why can't it be him? And, And you mentioned it, like, he's not really giving you – much for rebounds or assists or steals or blocks. 
but his points and threes are probably going to be good enough that he's worth rostering. Now, is he going to be a top 50 player the rest of the way? I would guess the answer to that question is no, but could he be a top 100 player? That, that wouldn't shock me. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, simply if you're making like around four threes a game, I think you end up being a top 100 player just out of how statistics work. The way he was playing just even earlier in the season before people really thought he could be doing anything was pretty decent. It was a little on and off. You know, he was getting 26, 27 minutes here, only hitting about a couple threes or whatever, getting you a rebound. Like, that's perfectly fine. I think he's so hot he won't ever go back to that, like, 24, 25 minutes a game style. But this dude has been averaging around 44, 45% in the last three years. That is right now he's like closer to 50. So there's a red flag right there. The percentages are up. And also this usage, the minutes both went up the second Thomas Bryant went out. It's it, you, you could go look, go, go take a look or December 1st. This, this guy went from playing definitely below 30 minutes to playing like 40, 37, over 30 a game since. And, hey, that makes sense. They need a body. They need to throw those minutes around somewhere. This has got to be his peak. If he's on your waiver wire, like, it's a no-brainer. Because it was, we, got, we got 16, 17, 18 more games before Thomas Bryant comes back, like a month. It'd be longer. I mean, they, 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 gave, they announced he had a stress reaction in his foot on the December 3rd. They said he would be reevaluated in three weeks, but would it be the first stress reaction injury that we've seen hold somebody out for a couple months or the rest of the season? Like those stress reaction injuries can get wild. And so they're going to reevaluate him in three weeks, which is, you know, basically around Christmas time. There's no saying that he plays at any point, even, you know, a week or two after that. It all depends on what that evaluation says. So. Yeah, if you're waiting on Thomas Bryant, you could be waiting a while. Probably a long while, and that's that's good news for uh, Davis. But this, like this style, like this this uh, incredible hot streak that he's on right now, in like six and a half threes a game in the last few games, just like it just doesn't add up over the long term. Like a hot streak is a hot streak is a hot streak, and we can all, I think, we can all see that that's it's a little too obvious that this is a hot streak if you don't care about turnovers he loses a lot of his value and if he's back to hitting four three-pointers a game like you're saying definitely top 100 player but kind of you know just a top 100 player because he doesn't get to the line a lot he shoots a good percentage but he doesn't get to the line a lot it's half a steal half a block and some rebounds like that's like an okay player, just an okay player. Yeah, I mean, like you can't expect him to be amazing. Like he's he's gonna be fine, but I don't I don't expect him to be amazing by any stretch. And you and we mentioned it a couple times. He's a points and threes kind of guy. Like there's not really a lot else. Percentages have been pretty good, but they're on relatively low volume for both. So yeah, I mean. I think Bertans is what he is, and I think he's going to keep getting those shots, and I don't think he's going to hit them at the rate he's been hitting them. But at the same time, like if we looked up at the end of the season and he was he hit 40% of his threes, that wouldn't shock me. 
He's a, he's a great shooter. And so roster should be rostered in all leagues. I think he is the hottest pickup for a reason. He, he's probably already picked up in your league, but if he's not, go get him. But there's another player who is doing incredibly similar things for the Miami Heat by the name of Duncan Robinson, who is – just say also- the Heat, like, hit the jackpot this season by just finding guys that were literally, like, on the scrap heap that are now, like – good players i would actually go a little bit further in saying that the staff there is very good and they know what they're looking for and they also know how to train these guys i think they just have a very good training staff a very good coaching staff and these guys are good they just know how to use them oh yeah for sure but that's what i mean like it take i mean i think you know you have to say they're one of the best coaching staffs and in front offices, the fact that they can find these guys. Like, I mean, Kendrick Nunn, that guy was a sixth man for the Warriors G League team last year. Now he's their starting shooting guard and averaging 16 points a game in the wild. Absolutely wild. That's that's insane, right? Like that just doesn't happen. And literally any team could have had that guy. He was free. And so to actually turn him into something productive for your team and, and Duncan Robinson in a lot the same way. Like, you know, the 25 year old guy, he was out there for anybody to have. And the heat picked him up and have now made him into something. It's very true. And the, I think just the heater, they're just kind of good at that stuff. Like it's just kind of how that organization, it's like the exact opposite of the Chicago bulls. Like it's ran in the exact opposite way. But they don't even know what to do with talented people. Oh. The Duncan Robinson thing, though, and here's the worry, right? He's coming off that 10 three-pointer game. Honestly, he's the guy I would trade right now if somebody wanted him because he's only playing 26 minutes. I don't really expect that to go up, do you? Like, they have a lot of pieces. Now, maybe if Jimmy Butler gets hurt, he could go up, right? Well, but it's other- going up because of the injuries, right? Like, Winslow is out. But even so, like in in totals this season, Duncan Robinson, according to hashtag basketball.com, in an eight cat league in totals, Duncan Robinson is the 79th ranked player, hitting a lot of threes, shooting good percentages. But how much of those percentages are real? Like he's shooting 48 and 93. Does anyone shoot 93? And it's on 0.7 attempts a game, so virtually none, right? And for a guy that shoots as many three-pointers as he does, for him to hit 48% of his field goals doesn't seem likely either. So this is my point. I think the percentages are going to go down a little bit. Like, he's shooting 44.9% on his three-pointers. He's a good three-point shooter, but almost no one in the NBA hits 44, almost 45% of their three-pointers. You know what I mean? Non-Steph Curry division. So that's probably going to go down. And then when you look at the rest of the stat line, like, it's three rebounds and not even an assist and 0.8 steals. And the 0.4 blocks are nice. You know what I mean? Like, at least he's doing a little bit in that category for kind of a wing player. But, yeah, I think the the bottom might fall off with this Duncan Robinson thing. And especially once they get guys like Winslow back, like, just the minutes are probably going to be a little more sparse. And when, you know, he needs minutes to hit his points and threes. And then I just don't really see him being a top 100 player. I don't even know that he's a standard league relevant player if the Heat are completely healthy because he really wasn't at the beginning of the season. 
Yeah, well, he's a standard, standard league relevant player now. He's only rostered in 29% of Yahoo leagues. And you, you hit on the, 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 the right point here is that the bottom is a lot more like, likely to drop out on him than uh, Bertans. And the key here is they have very similar games. Bertans is just a bit better, but the role that each one of these guys is playing on their team is completely different. Bertans is on a team that just needs someone to exist. And granted, he's playing a little bit more due to injury, but not a lot more due to injury. Duncan Robinson is playing a lot more due to injury. And it feels like maybe, you know, over the course of the season, they'll try to get him a little bit more involved if he does show that he he can be somewhat a, a floor spreader around Jimmy Butler. But the bottom is a lot more likely to drop off and like what are you writing here you're writing a really hot three streak because you're not getting the blocks you're not getting steals you're not getting assists so it's like you're getting some elite threes and how by how many can you win your league in threes like if you're in a head-to-head league that's just one category now granted it's incredible and you could win your league by just getting this guy on your roster this this week you can win that that category anyway, but you're not going to win the league with just making a lot of threes. And, and it's not just Justice Winslow that's out for them, right? Like, Goran Dragic has been out. And so there's also more than one mouth. Like, we could say, you know, Thomas Bryant's out for the Wizards, which is one player. But I feel like the Heat have, you know, a couple guys are out that are directly leading to more minutes for Duncan Robinson, too. So it's just a, an all-around a lot worse situation, in my opinion, and I just don't think Duncan Robinson is going to be anything. Like, at the end of the season, I think we're going to look at this as kind of a flash in the pan where it was like, okay, you know, if you wanted to stream him, pick him up. At that point, like, that was a smart move. But to hold him, I think you're going to find that he's going to lose that standard league value pretty quickly. Yeah, and you see a lot of these throughout the year, and some of them last a week, some last almost a month, which is pretty incredible. But they – often end up fizzling out. Let me uh, do it real quick. Who would you rather with you, Tyler? Instead of Duncan Robinson, who would you rather have? Rest of the year, Joe Harris. Duncan Robinson, definitely Joe Harris. I feel like Joe Harris is a standard league player. He's hitting a ton of threes. He's He led the NBA in three-point percentage last year, and he's darn close to doing it again. Like I just feel like Joe Harris is the, he's the rich man's Duncan Robinson, right? There you go. Yeah, Duncan Robinson or Alec Burks. Burks, I just don't think that Warriors team ever really gets that healthy and they need someone to score, and Burks is doing that. Duncan Robinson or Dario Saric? Oh, now see, that gets interesting. I'm going to go with Saric, but some of that might be a name value thing. Like, has Saric really been playing that fantastically? He's playing better right now, but it's been off and on with him. So, I mean, and it's been off and on for his whole career, kind of, right? Like, we've seen plenty of stretches where he's a standard league relevant guy, and then we've seen stretches where you're like, oh, man, Dario Saric is killing me right now. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Saric, but maybe he's a little overrated, I guess is my point. Yeah, rest of the year, I would also go with Saric. I think, you know, just right now, Duncan Robinson makes kind of sense. He's playing. He's, he's hot. But last one, your boy, Mo Wagner. Or Duncan Robinson, rest of the year. Oh, I'm gonna go with Wa- with Wagner. I think just that Wizards team needs him more than Heat need Duncan Robinson. All right, there you have it. I mean, not high on Duncan Robinson, and I just yeah, I agree. It's a little bit of a flash in the pan. I think the also the difference here is what Duncan Robinson 
you know, exists. He's like 25 years old. He's a person. That's that's what I want people to take away from this podcast, that Duncan Robinson is a real person. He exists. I just hope Mike says that about me someday. You know, that that Tyler guy, he exists. He's a he's a real person. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure he's real. He he seems like he's a guy. <laughs> just a Listen, fella. Tyler, as far as I know, you are a figment of my imagination and I'm just really, really good at throwing my voice. Or vice versa. Maybe I'm a figment of your imagination, Tyler. The reason I call Duncan Robinson just a guy is because this other guy I, this is a really poor segue, Tyler. DeAndre Hunter is a rookie. Is twenty-two years old. He's younger. He's he's a rookie. He he's not a person. He's like a zombie or a <laughs> what is he? If, if Duncan Robinson is just a regular person. What is what is DeAndre Hunter? Perhaps DeAndre Hunter is tantalizing. That's the difference here. Duncan Robinson, I could take or leave, but De- DeAndre Hunter is someone who has the potential to eventually. Take a leap at such a, you know, he's 22 years old. He is playing better as the season continues. He's getting a little bit more of a role in Atlanta. And he's starting to, you know, hit some threes, shoot a little bit better. Still got a, you know, still got a lot of problems. Still got a lot of free throw problems. Still don't really get any steals, blocks, or anything like that. Are you, are you interested in, in, DeAndre Hunter rest of the year because he's being picked up in, in, in a few leagues here in, in these Yahoo leagues. He's he's more owned than the regular person, Duncan Robinson. i interested in him. I mean, this is a good question because he's playing a, a good amount, right? I mean, like for the season, he's playing 32 minutes a game. In a standard league, 10-team league, I don't think I want DeAndre Hunter on my roster. 12-team league, he has some upside over other people. I mean, it would depend on, like, how with it is your league, right? Like you mentioned, you know, Bertans was picked up in all of your leagues. But there are still 30% of leagues where he's out there, right? If it's between those two, I'm going Bertans. But, like, if you're in a league where everybody's picking up, you know, someone smart, would I want to pick up DeAndre Hunter? Even still, though, like, what what is he really giving me? 12 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. 0.6 deals, 0.3 blocks. Like, even if he takes a little bit of a leap here, what categories am I clinging on to? Like, okay, he's really helping me here. It's not even like kind of like, you know, how like I always talk about how like the the guy who gets a little bit of everything, he like rises the tide a little bit, you know, like makes you a little bit better here. Like, Hunter doesn't really do that across the board. Yeah. So I, I don't really want him. In a standard league, now if it's like a 16-team league, he's just playing enough minutes where he's probably the best guy available, and so pick him up. But other than that... I'm, I'm still going to keep an eye on him. I, I think there is some potential there, perhaps, but I'd actually much, much rather pick up this guy who's uh, being picked up in quite a few leagues. In fact, he is one of the top players being picked up in Yahoo leagues, but surprisingly, only rostered in 17% of leagues, so less than... DeAndre Hunter by quite a bit. And it's someone we already talked about in the last episode, Matisse Thibault, another solid game from him. We said if he is going to keep getting minutes with Josh, Josh Richardson out, then you gotta, you gotta get him on a roster. And so only 17% of you in, in Yahoo leagues anyway, cared to take that advice. 
Yeah, and I mean, is Richardson coming back anytime soon? Like, that's a question that I'm I'm not sure we know the answer to, right? So he's listed as questionable for their next game, but he's been listed as questionable for – oh, he actually did come back. Oh, I missed this. Really? Oh, I, I didn't think he was back. That's a great but, sign. But now he's listed as questionable for their next game for some reason. What? Hold on, let Come me on. look. At no, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound right. We should know this better. Uh, Richardson played 19 minutes against Denver last night. He did get the start, but he played less minutes than Matisse Tybalt. Oh, but he missed how long? Like two weeks? Yeah, almost two weeks, I think. Oh, that stands the reason that he didn't play a ton. Plus, that game was not a game where they needed to to play. I mean, like that Jazz team. Or that Denver team that they played, you know, it was was it a close game? It was a little um, bit of a close game. I actually watched this one. It, it went a little bit back and forth. It felt like they kind of had it under control mostly, but it wasn't like, oh, yeah, we can walk this one out. Like, yeah, they, they had to play. All right, Richardson is off the injury report. I don't know why Roto World was reporting that, but hopefully mm. they take it down. Um, I think it's a good sign that Richardson played – 19 minutes and Matisse Heibel was still very effective. Like, I, I think it's it's very, very positive. And we talked about this, this the last time. The both that, that they need somebody else. They need another <laughs> wing. And the problem with Thibel is he doesn't offer really anything on the offensive end. I mean, he's hitting a three-pointer, and he's hitting it at a good percentage so far, but he's taken two a game. So, I mean, the sample size is literally 54 three-point attempts. So I don't think that we can make any conclusion from 54 three-point attempts. But, yeah, the Sixers team, you know, even when it's just saying gets back to full health, like the guys he's competing with minutes for are less than stellar. I mean, it's like Furkan Korkmaz and Zaire Smith and Trey Burke and, you know, a lot of guys that you're like, uh, well, okay, all right. So – the opportunity is definitely there for Thibault to play, you know, 20, 25 minutes, even when the Sixers are fully healthy. The question is, does he get it? And can he do anything other than get you a steal and a block? Because, like, even if he can get you two steals and a block a game, those are fantastic numbers, right? But he may literally not help you anywhere else. Right. I mean, like, he might just not even score couple a handful of nights like you just he's not trustworthy at this point but i love those counting stats and i i think if he's playing consistently playing like 25 minutes a game i think he is standard league i actually think he might have to be standard league rostered because of the steals and blocks. yeah i mean yeah but what you gotta remember and, and there are a lot of players like this this is kind of the jonathan isaac thing for me and this, and some people don't quite understand this like things like the ESPN player rater and the fantasy pros player rater are ranking Jonathan Isaac super super high because he's leading the NBA in blocks and he's getting you know fairly elite steals at 1.3 but there's a there's categories where he's actively hurting you too and and Isaac's been better this year because he's actually hitting his his field goals but when you start talking about bad percentages and in the case for Thibault, there's just no real percentages, right? Because he's not taking enough shots for it to really even matter. So there's just no percentage help either way, whether he's hitting or missing. It doesn't really make any difference because he's not helping. 
Then you're talking no points, no rebounds. Like he could be a guy who, yes, he's helping you in two categories, and he might be helping you win those two categories every single week, but he could be actively hurting you to lose the other six or seven in your league. And so you need kind of the right team to make him hold the value that those player raiders are going to say that he holds. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think there's I actually just think there's enough teams and if you're in a 12 team league there's at least one team who has a a good build where having your one of your bench guys, you know, not be a good point getter or rebounder or assist guy but just gets you steals and blocks on the reg is actually worth it to you. It's going to be a specific team, but I just think it, there is someone out there. Well, that's probably true. But if you're not that person, do you pick him up? Mm. And if you pick him up, do you try to trade him to that person? It's worth a shot, right? I, I, it's hard to trade someone you just picked up. We all we all know that. True. I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to caution people that, yes, I do think he should be picked up, especially if he's getting, you know, one and a half steals and a block a game. He should definitely be picked up. Just you got to know what you have. Like if you're struggling and you're barely winning points every week and then you're adding him, those W's are turning into L's pretty quick if he's getting you five points a game. And you're dropping a guy who's getting you 12 or 13 or 14. Well, I, I think that does, that kind of just makes him, uh, like you're saying, if, if you aren't that build, it makes him a really great streamer because you can halfway through the week, decide whether or not you like, Hey, I'm going to lose points like by a thousand. So let's go, let's go get, let's go get Tybalt. Like kind of makes him the ultimate streamer when it comes to steals and blocks. Except oh, for like now, New, one, New, New, Orleans, New Orleans. What am I saying? New Orleans, Noel. New Orleans, Noel is really the, the ultimate streamer in that case. Yeah, And we've talked about that for years, how he's like, and and again, he his is more of a minutes thing. Like I think if he played twenty five minutes, he'd he'd definitely be ownable. But we talked about that for the last couple of years. How he's just like such a weird player because every time he plays, I want him on my roster. Yet I don't want to hold him on my roster. The thing with Tybal is like I feel like his minutes are going to be a little bit more solid, a little bit higher, and occasionally he is going to have like your he can do a twenty point game. It happened. Like occasionally he's going to get that for you. Yeah, and that's. That's giving him some upside that Noel doesn't really have. Exactly. All right, the last guy on this list is a name I never, ever thought I would say ever again. I thought I was done. I thought we were done, me and him. I thought we called it off. And he's back in my life. Ben McElmore, he's here. He's arrived. He's only 26 years old. He is now playing a weirdly significant role on Houston. And kind of taking a little bit of usage away from Daniel House, which is a little pain in the ass because I, I think Daniel House is just better overall. But Ben McElroy shooting lights out right now. He's uh, once again another what uh, what's in the water in the NBA in the last like two weeks with like five different guys, especially guys who are just like mediocre coming out of nowhere and hitting like five three pointers a game. What's what's going on here? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's in the water. So this Ben McLemore thing is a good story, right? Like he got drafted by the Kings, seventh overall, had a decent rookie season, kind of had a breakout second season. I mean, he averaged 12 points a game and started all 82 games for the Kings and was looking good. And then like he just kind of fell flat off the map after that. 
And now just for him to be back playing in the NBA and playing a consistent role is cool to see. I'm happy for him. As far as fantasy goes, you don't want Ben McLemore. Like, you can stream Ben McLemore for some points and some threes. You don't want to hold Ben McLemore. Like, he's shooting bad percentages. He's not doing anything other than the threes, and the points aren't enough really to give you that much help, right? Like, he's barely averaging 10 for the season. And this Rockets team is also banged up. You know, some of these guys have been in and out of the lineup. Daniel House, you know, Eric Gordon hasn't played really much. So, yeah, I don't want Ben McLemore. I think this is kind of a flash in the pan. I hope he keeps playing well. I'm a fan, but I wouldn't bank on it. Yeah, I mean, this is, a, I think, a short-term ad. But Adam, like, go ahead. He's only rostered in 32% of leagues. Go ahead and pick him up, like, if he's going to be playing and closing games and, and, and playing this well. Get him on your team. See what happens. You're not going to get anything for him. You're not going to be able to trade him. But it's worth a flyer. It's at least worth a stream. And you got to ride the hot hand. And there's a lot of hot hands right now that you can be riding. And if you're riding all of them, you're just like, it's a little overkill. You're winning your three-point battle by Monday. Like, chill out. Like You don't need to ride every single one of them. But good shooting streaks happen and they happen out of nowhere and they can happen to really literally anybody and that's actually in a weird way why i have faith in guys like lowry marketing and mike Connolly because bad shooting streaks can happen to anyone and they linger they linger a little bit longer than hot streaks and so i, I do have faith in both mike Connolly and lowry marketing who i i actually don't think are Rostered in 100% of leagues. So uh, some, uh, someone's waiver wire, those guys are out there. And we've seen, you know, if you've been paying attention and this is your first year playing, that's that's cool. We're glad to have you. But we've seen this happen with other players from ranging from, you know, kind of superstar players to, uh, you know, lesser players. That, you know, they get in these funks. And it's just noticeable because it's the beginning of the season. Like we're 30% of the way through the regular season right now meaning 70% of your stats are still all question marks. So for anybody, any player, Mike Conley, anybody, Mike Conley could literally be shooting 36.9%. I don't know. That's just the number I pulled off the top of my head there. That's right. But, but if he reverts back to his career 44%, you know, and now he's out with an injury, so this gets a little bit less. Well, even real. if he gets 42 but, but, but that's what I mean. But And we're talking for the last 50 games. Now you're talking 50 of his 70 games played are at 42% and the others are at 36. So he's still going to be well over 40. And I think people forget that. Like they just see that it's bad now. And they're like, oh, there's no way you can turn it around. He's garbage. Get rid of them. Well, you know. Week eight. And here's the other thing too. You wouldn't notice it. If Connie was shooting... 44, 45%. And then he had a 20 game dip from game 50 to game 70 in the season. You wouldn't even notice it really that he's shooting a bad percentage because it wouldn't drop his percentage that much. If he had five games in January and six games in December and, and eight games in February where he did the same thing, where it added up the same way, but it was stretched over time, you wouldn't notice. And, like, you can do this with superstar players, too. Like, literally, go to a superstar player's game log, anyone, it doesn't matter, and pick his worst, you know, 
10 game sample of the season and then go, oh man, this guy's trash. Like, well, not really. Like, there are hot streaks and cold streaks, and this is a weird week of hot streaks. So ride those hot streaks. Get on that waiver wire. Pick up those players. For a lot example, of those guys I'll, I'll give you a good, a good example from last year. Luka Doncic won the Rookie of the Year last year. Was amazing. He had a 12-game streak from November, uh, November 12th to December 10th of last year where he shot 36% from the field. And averaged 15.2 points, almost seven rebounds, four assists, and virtually not a lot else. And you'd be like, oh, he's garbage. And he was really, really good. That kind of just illustrates my point. And you can pick any player. Like, it doesn't matter. Just pull that up off the top of my head. But, like, every player does that. Every player has a streak of 10 or 12 games where they're not very good. Absolutely. So do not, like, hey, even if it's week eight, do not, still don't panic. Like, we, talk, we told you not to panic in week one. We told you not to panic in week two. So week eight, don't start panicking. It doesn't make any sense. You should know by now the fundamentals of what you need to figure out. Ride those hot hands in here in this weird, weird week eight. And I think that is it for our waiver wire. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, please rate and review us, whatever you're listening to this, or if you want to really support the show and get a little bit of a heads up on the other players in your league, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes, become a Patreon, get access, exclusive access to our quick hit series. Whenever any news is coming and like right now you're going to get some injuries, right? But trade deadlines coming up, all that stuff is going to be important in order to make quick decisions. And we will get those quick hits out to our Patreons exclusive at patreon.com slash watching the boxes. That is it from us and from our friends at hashtag basketball.com and draft.com. Use that promo code HTB. We will see you next time.